Hey everyone, we're back with Do The Woo, episode 121. This is Bob WP. This time around, we're listening to a conversation with four, or actually five, WooCommerce meetup organizers and learning all that good inside information that comes with experience. Now, before we get into that, I'd like to give a shout out to our pod friends. If your clients are using Square, Foo Sales now has added support for the Square terminal device. It works with Foo Sales iPad and Android apps, and also the Foo Sales web app too. So you might want to connect your clients with Foo Sales. Head on over to foosale.com to check that out. And if you're looking for a partner to help boost your client's shop performance, make a connection with MindSize. Uh, By partnering with them, it opens up the door to offering site performance audits, ongoing monitoring, and performance improvements to help keep your client sites performing at their best. So visit MindSize.com to learn more. So thanks to our pod friends, and let's get right into this show. Welcome, everybody. And this week, we are talking about experiences with other fellow WooCommerce Meetup organizers. And with me, I've got loads of familiar faces and a couple of new ones. So I'm really excited to talk to you all and find out what it takes uh, to organize a, a Meetup. Uh, especially now the digital online ones, uh, lots of experiences to share. So, um, so my name is Ronald. I organize the uh, co-organize. I have to say that very clearly, co-organize, because I couldn't do it without my co-host Lisa. Uh, the London WooCommerce Meetup, and we do it on a weekly basis. Um, I'm going to pass the the virtual mic around. So, Raquel, please introduce yourself and who, which uh, Meetup do you organize? Organize. I'm Raquel Landefeld, and I organize for the I co-organize as well for Wu Phoenix out of Arizona. I also organize several other meetups as well as run another uh, Meetup Pro network. So, but we're here for Wu. So, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, I suppose it's really helpful to uh, to have the experience of several uh, meetup or organizing meetups. So, yeah, keen to find out more. All sides. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Vachan, um, welcome. I know you, it's, it's late for you calling from Mumbai. Uh, so my name is Vachan Kudmale. Uh, I orga- uh, co-organized the uh, WooCommerce Mumbai Meetup. Uh, so we started this in uh, 2015. Uh, so that time the Meetup concept for WooCommerce specifically was very new. Uh, but we felt that there was a need to gather the community together because we knew there were a lot of users but it's just that they were not interacting with each other. And we thought that this platform would have been the, you know, a good uh, thing to have the community coming together and interacting and building something which is like, uh, experience. As, as we are sharing experiences here, that's what we actually, most of our meetups are, wherein we kind of uh, share experiences, have a casual talks about uh, WooCommerce itself. And uh, then later we uh, started doing more uh, technical meetups. So yeah, it's a mix of these things. Great, Maya. <laughs> I'm gonna go with you next. I'll just I've just got you next in the in, in the screen here. Um, welcome. For, uh, thanks for joining. Thank you very much. So tell me a bit more about where you are and uh, which meetup you organize. 
It's it's a pleasure to be surrounded with so many great people. First of all, and I have really um, I have I, I'm very lucky actually to work uh, in such environment. So my name is Maya. I work for GoDaddy Pro. I'm a field marketing manager, and I host uh, uh, GoDaddy Pro EMEA Meetup. But what is very specific, I also support several other Woo meetups uh, in their expansion and trying to promote the work of other Woo meetup organizers. So Woo commerce in general is very is, is a very close topic to me. So any type of Woo knowledge, I think it's a knowledge about the uh, future of sales, right? So I'm very happy to be invited and to discuss uh, some beautiful and uh, some opportunities actually in, uh, and challenges that we all face while organizing any type of meetup, especially when it comes to Woo topic. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, David. Hello there. Thanks for having me here. Um, I am one of the co-organizers of the Portland, Oregon, United States um, meetup group. Uh, we do a combination. Well, we used to be all live and now obviously uh, in May of 2021, we're doing uh, all online, hoping on going back to doing uh, a hybrid or at least some uh, live in-person meetups. I'm also the co-organizer of um, a very specific help desk meetup that is held twice monthly within that particular meetup. Um, all kinds of people from beginner, novices, intermediate, advanced people, uh, WooCommerce, page builders, whatever you want to bring to it. I'm also uh, an admin of a chat, uh, a clubhouse group that has since uh, decided to do um, a combination of audio and video and Discord chat and building a community there. So, um, so yeah, thanks for having me here. Brilliant. So I think amongst us, we co-organize potentially hundreds of meetups altogether. So <laughs> I think we have quite a bit of experience when it comes to the things you that work well and the things that don't work well. Um, so hopefully we can share some of these uh, good good and bad points uh, with our audience. Um, Fachan, you've been organizing for some time. How was the transformation from uh, physical meetups? I'm assuming you, you start with physical meet meetups and then to digital. Uh, yes, so we've done a, a more of physical, of course, but uh, digital is something that we are still grappling with because uh, earlier also, uh, even if we have a high number of uh, RSVPs, uh, very few would turn up. But we thought that the digital would be the reverse. And, you know, uh, but unfortunately, what happens is maybe uh, people are RSVP, but either they don't get the time or what, uh, the digitals have been lesser, uh, uh, you know, we're getting lesser attendance on digital. Uh, that is something that I felt was more uh, like challenging that, uh, which as an assumption, you would, uh, we had assumed that, you know, because it being digital being easy and people could just pop up their phone and just have a conversation in the group. Uh, uh, so that's something that we are struggling to find out, uh, get in place right whether it's the content, whether it's the uh, technology, whether it's the platform is something that we are trying to yet figure out. So for us, it has been a little different experience. And uh, even today, uh, like in today's time also, since even if there are lockdowns in India, so, uh, uh, you know, meeting in person is actually not possible because of the uh, legalities also. Uh, but still prefer, uh, people prefer from, in the comments, people keep telling us that, you know, it's, uh, we would still like to have meetups uh, physically because they feel that there is a more connect over there. So that's something that I had have an experience with the physical versus the virtual. Yeah. Um, Raquel, how has it been for you? I mean, you've organized very uh, wide range of different types of meetups. And how did you find 
migrating, not migrating, I don't know what the right word is, but <laughs> transferring into a, a digital. Transitioning, that's it, thank you. Yeah, no, it was kind of all over the place. There was quite a spectrum from like heartbreak to innovation, I would say. Um, and for one end, I work for Elegant Themes, maker Divi, and we made our entire network go virtual. So it was, there was a lot of um, like processes, you know, like official documentation and like, here's how we're doing it. You know, let's do this. We're going to implement this. And it actually blew our mind. The community grew and did really, really well last year. I was very shocked because on the heartbreak side, I love in person. Like that is exactly where community happens is the vibe, the feels you get from the warmth of the community. So I was not expecting it to do so well, but it did. So then on a local level, like with Woo or even uh, WordPress and our meetups and locally, we kind of went through a little bit of a shock <laughs> period of time of like no meetups and then maybe a couple of virtual check-ins. And so there was definitely kind of like an ease into it to where then we started to regularly come up with like the transition of, okay, we're going to do this virtual for now. But because we had such a strong, vibrant in-person event, it's definitely been on the lull side of things. Like we're just like kind of checking it off. <laughs> like, like Let's just do this. Um, but what we have found is that people have come out of the woodwork who are not one to come to in-person events and they actually loved the virtual side of things. And so definitely in the future, it's going to be a hybrid for sure. Like, and, and I've heard some people say like, oh my gosh, all these new virtual lovers, like we're just, I don't even know if we're going to go back to in-person. And I will say that like, no, a, a lot of in-person lovers have been kind of in their own trauma and dealing with that. And so we for sure are going to, and I would encourage everyone to do both because the people who love in-person have been hiding, dealing with their own shock <laughs> and also not kind of wanting to do anything with virtual and so we're going to, for sure, have that, have it be in person again, but then still provide that virtual element, whether it's through Zoom or any sort of live streaming, like all the tools we've been talking about. So we feel like that's the best of all the worlds, like to meet people where they are, to provide that virtual uh, component for those who love it. And then also the ones who have been dying to get back to seeing each other. So when the timing's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one positive I found from organizing the London uh, meetup was um, meeting people from all over the world, no matter what time it is. Yes. You know, meeting. Uh, so David is a regular, um, and I'm not sure how many hours you are behind, but it's probably five, six o'clock in the morning when you tune in. And um, But how has it been for you, David? For I mean, partly you're joining you know, meetups from all over the world, but also as, as an organizer. It's it's interesting you bring that up. As a matter of fact, you know we we have two different types of um, uh, we always had the help desk uh, be online that the twice monthly help desks and uh, now we did not have that much of an issue bringing the uh, the speaker the once a month speaker the first Monday of every month um, you know getting speakers is a different thing but um, you know bringing that to online did was wasn't that that hard. Except for one notable thing is that we have a lot of international attendees. So we've had to be very, very explicit and say, hey, you know, our, our meetup is being held the second Tuesday of each month at 6 p.m. Pacific time, really spelling that out. And we've also had issues where we're trying to adjust our times to allow other people to join from around the world. So, um, but, uh, you know, now to a certain extent, and you may not want to get into it, but now how do we transition back eventually into having the live meetings? And making sure that the presenters, which currently are from all over the world, 
uh, making sure that they are people who are local to Portland, Oregon, United States is something that we're now thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we're going through the cycle and now start planning again for, for the physical meetups. I must say that that probably is an issue for us as well, because I know last uh, meetup, I think there were only two out of sort of 15, 16 that joined in, uh, which were local enough to to get to a central London location. So it is probably something that we have to start planning and thinking about as well. Um, Maya, you you organize a, a weekly meetup, and I'm, I'm assuming the GoDaddy ones have always been online, because I find that really hard to imagine organizing the EMEA meetups to be that in a, in a physical location. Yeah, I mean, I remember last year, I mean, when, when the whole thing, right, changed and when we had to think of a different way, first of all, to approach uh, the, the potential, you know, potential interested people who'd like to come and listen. So, first of all, we had to locate them because we wouldn't find them anymore in those locations. And then we had to motivate them at the same time, uh, you know, psychologically to join us because all of a sudden everybody understood that there is a need to communicate and to spread the knowledge and to spread the information in a different way. And uh, now that we are that we have that we were able to find our own audience, uh, find uh, people who would actually be there to present the knowledge, get the courage. Uh, so I think that the whole thing was actually first of all how to motivate to come to online events, and now it will be a challenge again for some people how to motivate them to join physical events. Right. So we I think there is a, there is a there is a road in front of us called motivation and understanding because I think we've become a bit like lazy these days, like, okay, I'm not going to be part of this meetup online because I'm going to watch the recording later. So that's also one of the things. So I think that hybrid is very important because it gives people this additional type of freedom that you can actually go through the lecture or whatever you would be interested in and then, um, you know, get updated on any topic. So physical only again, I don't think it's going to be like, the best solution. I think hybrid would work better in this case. Yeah, interesting. And Maya, you organize a, a weekly meetup. Is anybody else um, doing a weekly? So for my in-person, uh, for the, for the uh, Portland, Oregon WordPress meetup, the twice monthly, uh, the first Tuesday um, and the fourth Tuesday of each month, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time. <laughs> and um, and then for Clubhouse, for the administrative group, um, like I mentioned briefly, the WordPress Q&A group on Clubhouse, that can be really ad hoc. People will just bring up um, things. And generally speaking, it's twice per week for that Clubhouse group. But I don't have to administrate that. I don't have to moderate that, those particular sessions that come up. Okay. So um, we, we in London do a, do a weekly meetup. And as the reason behind it was just to have a regular but fairly low-key meetup. And it's more of a a place and a time to be available to to help people out. But at, as we sort of started, we 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 realized we started organizing um, speakers and and special uh, specialist topics to um, around the meetup and so on. So it it became a bit more organizational. But recently we sort of stepped back. But also people have started to you know come forward so that we would like to do a do a talk, for example. So it it is has become a lot easier again. Um, Raquel, for you to sort of put a meetup together, uh, sort of, I'm assuming it's on, on a monthly basis. How much, um, how difficult is it? Do you, do you have to, do you find yourself organizing a lot of 
uh, people sending out lots of emails, reminders. Uh, also, what Vajan pointed out was that Vajan um, that um, you uh, you know you, you might have a lot of RSVPs, but not actually so many people turn up. How do you manage that? Well, uh, for starters, we do a lot of marketing for sure. <laughs> All of it. Like, I, I just feel like you need to do that. You need to be communicative. You need to be sharing. You need to be like reminding everybody because people need reminders. Uh, we, uh, on the RSVP side of things, we take attendance. So, so uh, more for data. Nobody gets into trouble. Nobody gets their name on the board or anything. But like, but we, when we take attendance, we want to make sure that we're seeing what our conversion of like RSVP to actual show up are. Um, so that kind of helps us from the organizer point of view, but month meetups tend to be, especially more traditional in person were monthly because we were doing that, having a speaker every single time, like a mini little, like tiny mi micro word camp. Right. Uh, and we've always been one to our community is local, but our speaker, we were, we've done virtual speakers for years, but I mean, before this, and we were always okay with the speakers. Like they're basically a guest in our house, you know, or our local area, like bring it in and we'll stream them. And then we'll all be here as our community to watch them. So it became pretty easy to get speakers. And especially for those of us who are well connected with the entire community globally. It, I mean, we were bringing in speakers from all over the world just because of us traveling and knowing people, things like that. So it's more of like, once you get the system down, it is, it is work, but having a team, I would say helped a ton. You know, it's not just on my shoulders, even on the WooCommerce team for, for Woo Phoenix, there's three of us. And we just kind of have our own areas that we take care of and help each other. But now the burden is carried by multiple shoulders instead of just mine, you know? So that helps a ton. Um, I have seen where not only, I mean, some might do a one some month in person and then they would do like the help desk, like another. So one month might be a Q and I mean, one bi-monthly, I guess, Q and A and then also an in-person or right now virtual. So one could be a formal presentation style and the other one is more of just show up and let's help each other out and see what we can do. But yeah, I've noticed that people, once the community is going and people know that I am, I'm welcomed and I really love it. It kind of doesn't matter what the content is. Content definitely helps and brings noobs and brings people for that specific topic. But once that community is going, people show up regardless. That's what we try achieve for. If I can add in here, um, one of the things I think Vachan in Mumbai um, maybe similar to me that um, I'm all focused on uh, volunteers and there's a sustainability issue with volunteers, uh, not only the volunteers for speakers that you're going to hope they're going to show up, but more importantly, uh, from a sustainability standpoint, there's a really, really strong wisdom into uh, doing them monthly just to make sure that you can get into the pace. You can have volunteers that can step in. Uh, you can have co-organizers and learn over time. So I just want to offer that up. Uh, not all of us here are uh, paid to do these meetups. Yeah, yeah. So volunteerism turns it turns it into a different situation. And that's why I think for people that are thinking about starting monthly, is there's a safety in monthly or even every other month. Um, David, uh, while we're on topic on getting support and from volunteers, how, um, how do you recruit volunteers? How do you get people involved? Are these people that turn up regularly and you say, would you mind to do something? Um, how do you manage that? Um, I specifically wait for volunteers to approach me. 
um, or others in the group there. Um, if, if there's somebody who's regularly participating, uh, for example, the in-person meetups uh, that we've had in the past, when somebody keeps on showing up early, they keep on asking questions, they want to help out, it's obvious, they want to really just uh, you know, be engaged with the WooCommerce uh, community, then in those cases, then I would approach them. But for the most part, you, you hope you get good volunteers, you really hope that you can keep them happy. Yeah, I, I see Vachan is laughing in my direction. I understand that that's how that's how it works. Yeah, well, I'm, I was going to pass it on to him. Vachan, share your experience with recruiting volunteers. Uh, yeah, what David said actually makes a lot of sense. That queuing uh, in from Raquel also. So what we did was <clears throat> we have regular meetup, and the most best turnout we started realizing is when we had a standard, uh, frequent, regular meetup. Where in this sense, we fixed the location. Uh, we got a sponsored location, we fixed the location, we fixed the date of the month and we fixed the time that this event will happen. So what started happening is because of the uh, word of mouth spread, everyone knew that they didn't have to look at a calendar. They knew that this is next month also at the same given time, same given location, this meetup is going to happen. And those were the meetups which we kept like a, a Q&A or you know, just come with a question kind of a meetup. And with that, we tried to do combinations of uh, kind of uh, bi-weekly uh, speaker sessions where they're technical. And also one strategy we did, uh, which we felt uh, worked in both directions was whenever there used to be a local WordCamp. So uh, we used to do uh, three months in advance of weekly sessions, which would be, you know, broken down into uh, 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 like one would be a training session, one would be a, a Q&A session, one would be a speaker session, and one would be a just come together and gather, uh, kind of uh, have a, uh, you know, good time kind of a meetup. So those were the most effective because one thing is the Woo community grew as well as the WordCamp uh, had better attendance because people started knowing that there's a local WordCamp happening. The people who didn't even know that there's a WordPress community, but because the Woo popularity, they came to a Woo meetup, but still the WordPress community overall grew in that way. That was one of the strategies which worked the best for us. But all this, as I said, was more of physical. Uh, virtual, we still have to figure out a formula what works maybe. Uh, but yeah, this is something that helped us a lot. Coming to the question of the volunteers, yeah. to be very frank, my business partner is someone who volunteered for a, a, a meetup and we got so close together because uh, our uh, ideologies were same, the you know working style was same. So we actually started our own business uh, as a business partner. So volunteers have been a very good uh, avenue for us. We've not had to struggle much because uh, people are very enthusiastic. And as David said, uh, the volunteers, they automatically turn up because you see the excitement in them. They, you see the curiosity in them. You see the learning uh, uh, eagerness to learn. And that's what makes them the volunteer, you know. Uh, and speakers uh, is something that we have had some struggle with. Uh, many people feel that, uh, you know, uh, they can talk, but then uh, uh, what happens is we need to curate uh, because in uh, India, the WooCommerce, uh, any e-commerce platform, uh, there's so many people who just want to start it uh, as an e-commerce uh, uh, platform. Uh, instead of starting an e-commerce uh, website, they just think that they are an e-commerce agency. So that notion has to be kind of, you know, we have to be very careful as uh, uh, like our, so we, we set up some guidelines internally for our community that how we curate the speakers, who should be, you know, uh, the right one. And being an open source concept, we try to involve more and more volunteers in the, uh, you know, curating process itself. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a couple of really interesting points you've made. Um, Maya, how is it for you to recruit speakers? And do you have some sort of format for your meetups? How, how do you find that process? Um, it's not always what we want, but it's how the life actually takes place. Um, it's sometimes we organize everything in advance and everybody's happy, but then something turns out and uh, the speaker is not able to come. And you know how it goes. I mean, then you act. I know <laughs> it happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, you're, so it's, it, it's a bit stressful to say, because I think that we all give us, give ourselves very high level goals, right? Because we do feel responsibility by bringing some certain speakers, what they will speak about, how people will feel about it. What, will there be uh, some value that uh, both parties actually got there? Some speakers get the additional branding and understanding and perception in the community. And then the community also takes the knowledge, but then it's a Again, I don't think, I think we are giving ourselves too high goals. I think if we look at the meetups from a point of view of sharing knowledge, I mean, I think we're doing all of us a very good job because first of all, the industry that we work in, it changes in a millisecond. I mean, now in a millisecond, everything can change and whatever we spoke yesterday actually could be, sorry, that was past. Now we have something new to talk about. And the, and luckily WordPress is, uh, is, is a garden. Um, it's an endless garden of uh, topics, right? Because where, whatever you talk about, I mean, even if you have, uh, let's say all five of us, we have the same speaker. He can still speak um, on a different different topic or from a different perspective or curated for a certain type of audience. So it is hard to find, uh, first of all, people who are extroverts. So it's very rare to find introverts, you know, very, I mean, usually professionals or people you want to have on stage, they don't want to speak. And so it's like there is this uh, there is this model of uh, actually persuading them and, and and explaining them that it's nothing hard. So it's like I think uh, there is uh, in WordPress there are so many very good speakers that we can share, especially in the Wu community. What I've noticed is that Wu community is the most active among the rest of the communities in WordPress, especially when it comes to development. For instance, you can rarely find a talk on development, or it's uh, or it's very um, you know focused uh, on a certain topic. But the thing is that finding, um, I mean, we just need to understand that if we give our best and if we try our best, that I think everything should turn best. So even if, uh, let's say, sometimes uh, I have like uh, more than 100 people who signed up for the event and then very less <laughs> show up, you know, and then you're asking yourself, okay, did they do a good job? And did they market it properly? Uh, was there anything else I could have done? Not in sense of reaching a goal, but actually in attracting those people and giving them these values. So I think we all here feel somehow responsible how many people will be able actually to help with the work that we do. So it, it is challenging, but it's um, emotionally rewarding because I get to meet all these people, lovely, just like you are. So it's a very, it's a very rewarding and hard job at the same time. Yeah. Um, David, uh, your experience with, with finding speakers, I know you, you quite happily talk and share your knowledge. Um, how is it for you? Well, for our, our once a month meetings, uh, it's been difficult. Um, you know, as I briefly, briefly mentioned, part of the thing that we're trying to make sure happens is we bring in local speakers, ones that are Portland, Oregon specific. And as long as we're bringing those folks there, I think we're, we're generally safer than anything else. 
but getting speakers and making sure they show up and making sure they're prepared also is something that sometimes you take a risk on if you know they're inexperienced speakers. Over the past number of months, we've had nothing but uh, good results yeah. with it. So, Fajan, they, they have some uh, quality control in place to you are confident with that your audience will like. Um, Raquel, when it, when it comes to audience, um, do you worry that you attract the right type of attendees, like whether they're local or, you know, talk about representation or inclusion? Um, yeah, I mean, number one is definitely inclusion. Um, and I come at it from two different angles. Like I've been a volunteer of meetups and WordCamps for almost a decade. And then there's the other side where I work for another company that manages the team. But I would say that like the, our biggest number one when it comes to audience is 100% inclusivity. And that we're just, first of all, warm, trusting, and welcoming of everybody, no matter what. But then, yeah, from there, you do want a good community, right? So, and I think anytime you have an, any sort of open source community, um, other types of community in that sense where it's built on like social capital, you're going to tend to attract um, just a lot of different types of persons that maybe aren't the best fit. So then it comes into like, like, are we, you know, still holding the standards for the group's values? And are we still being gracious and kind to everybody even when they're difficult, you know? Um, and with that, definitely when it comes to the audience itself, local has been the number one. But in the virtual world, we've all seen, like we talked about earlier, that we're, we're getting people from all over the globe literally joining our groups. So then it, in one sense, it, it has helped in making us feel kind of like we're all, this sounds so funny, we're all one world experiencing this together. <laughs> And, and it's like in the universe, we're a local earth, you know, um, but getting back to in person, I will say, yeah, like that audience, you know, making sure that we're all accepting of each other, that we truly are diverse and that we accept others differences, but at the same time that we kind of culturally share that like value that I would say we all should have. And that's like that we trust each other, that we welcome yeah. each other, that we accept each other. And even in ways that are hard to accept that we still are accepting. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you look at it just from a sort of a knowledge sort of beginner and experienced user, mm. maybe have the marketeer and the, and, and the coder, do you want to cater for everybody or you try to include everybody in, in, in your group or how do you maybe steer that by tackling certain topics or giving time to, for, you know, all levels, let's say. Yeah. Well, in topics like woo, or Divi meetups, they tend to, I would say the audience tends to be more on the beginner level. I like when it comes to technical, I feel like meetups in general off the bat attract a very new audience. And so then the challenge then becomes where, how do we want to like still attract those who are really, you know, more advanced with all of it. So then we would tend to have um, specific advanced topic meetups for those. But in our WordPress meetup, what we actually have done is we've created um, up at one point, five different topical WordPress groups in our, in our, under our WordPress Arizona umbrella. So we would have a marketing WordPress group. We had a general WordPress group. We have an advanced developer WordPress group. I feel like I'm, oh yeah, I guess then there we included in the same kind of umbrella community of Divi and Blue. So that's what we've done in a grand scheme to appease all the audiences. So DEFs, the general WordPress tends to attract the more, you know, 
noobs and then the advanced developer, which actually still will attract some noobs because they just see there's a WordPress meetup and they'll come. But, but that's one solution that we have done. And so that does end up being multiple times a month, up to five times a month. But because every single one of these has their own kind of like um, individualized organizer or zers, you know, um, yeah. then it does work out. But I, I feel like definitely the, the trick always is to still attract the intermediate or advanced developers when it comes to the technical aspect of these meetups. And so that is what we're constantly thinking of because we know we're going to attract the noobs off the bat. So yeah. what can we do to still include the more advanced developer types? Great. How is that for you with bringing in enough, you know, the, the inclusion for, for your meetups? And also there's the, the follow-up question when it comes to different lev- levels of knowledge. What is your experience and how do you manage that? Uh, inclusion. So even on our uh, the meetup uh, website, uh, we uh, made clear that, you know, uh, we follow all the WordPress code of conduct and good faith rules. And we make uh, everyone try to make everyone comfortable you know, like whenever they come, they have, uh, so we don't collect any data as such. Uh, we don't ask for, uh, so it's it's like even data-wise, privacy-wise, we say that you are open to share what data you want to. Uh, there's no, so we've actually said no to venues, venues which had entire equipment ready for us to do everything just because they wanted to collect email IDs. We said no to that. So to that level, we see to it that we follow all the good faith rules that have been put down by the WordPress community and, you know, so that's something that we try our best to do to, uh, for even the meetup level also. And uh, about uh, the level of, so we've experimented a lot. Uh, as, as I said, you know, we've been doing this since past uh, uh, five, six years. Six, this is the seventh year starting now. So we've experimented a lot uh, because it's about the local community. So we were trying to figure out what is our local community, whether it's uh, developer community, whether it's a user community, whether it's a, you know, a, a sales community. But we realized, uh, you know, Mumbai is highly densely populated. So we actually were able to fulfill every uh, segment. So when we put up a, and but we make it very clear in our description and we point it out that this is a, you know, advanced level or this is a developer thing or if this is a new uh, basic wherein you just get the basics so that the expectations are set right before even the event is starting you know so the description itself we try to make it as such that you are defined we're defining this and of course so what happens is because we have a fixed uh, meetup that is happening regularly which is open-ended anyone comes into a wrong track they can continue or they we inform that this is a very open track which if you have any generic doubts this is always going to be happening irrespective of what the current meetup is, you know. So that way, and as uh, Raquel also said, that uh, noobs end up in every event. Like, whether we explicitly mentioned this is an advance, you will have to have some basic knowledge, they end up. So uh, at times what happens is, uh, 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 again, what David said, right? So when there are volunteers who are very eager, probably uh, they are aware what the meetup is or what the uh, current... Uh, presentation is happening so they either uh, our venue allows that flexibility you know you could kind of have a one-on-one with someone so if there are some noobs you try to kind of you know tell them if it's not a waste of your time you could sit down understand it or if you want someone can help you out and understand the basics and then join us for the standard basic ones so it's always been a mix and uh, largely as i said 
but our community the mumbai community is extremely divided we have we take a basic one still we get a good crowd we take a advanced one we still get a good crowd and if we even if we take like a developer track we get a good crowd because there are agencies there are developers there are freelancers as well as users you have a luxury problem just <laughs> highly densely populated uh, city of course yes, whatever yes. you put up there you'll you'll get lots of attendees um david what's your sort of tip when it comes to building up a vibrant and dynamic community well you know for the community side itself you have to really try to promote yourself that's a big big thing and keeping you know meetup.com can only go so far in trying to make sure that you reach the people over and over and over again it's it's not unlike a uh, zoom fatigue people get meetup.com message fatigue and there's just like enough is enough so building a community um we find that as long as we keep the meetings on a frequency right that i i have that luxury of having the co-hosting of the twice monthly help desk sessions and um the com- same people keep on coming back now once we go into larger numbers that starts becoming an issue you know something similar to what we were talking about before where um what kind of experience levels are are welcome and not welcome uh you never want to from a community standpoint you don't want people necessarily to show up to some advanced topic and feel like they're excluded especially if that advanced topic just goes right over their heads very very quickly so with the help desk if i may with the help desk specifically um we we open with some news items and then we go immediately to try to say who has questions with the hopes of trying to get the people who are new novices or beginners to have them addressed really really early on um inevitably even with the most complex topics towards the end you'll still have people that are that are hanging on tight they're learning a lot and and they ask you know at the very very end of these complex you know even sometimes code sessions they'll be like so should i choose wordpress.org or wordpress.com and i'm like yay you you made it you know like everybody has been here before is what they have to keep on saying doesn't make a difference what level uh, people are at so um so a good portion of that is making those people feel comfortable even when you start getting into complex topics that they're welcome and that they they keep on you know that they can come back yeah um we also find that the announcements this is specifically within meetup.com it has a promote feature and you want to try to stagger your promotions uh, um meaning you don't necessarily want to create six different events and all of a sudden just say promote all at the same time and publish all at the same time because then all of a sudden people are only going to see one particular notice um another way to build the community if if i may is to try to push people towards our slack channel that we have in portland oregon or on the wordpress q&a on clubhouse is pushing them to the discord group and that has a continuity of sorts also um people um you know at first they're just hesitant they don't know if they should go into it but once they sign up and they can scroll back and see some of the comments uh next thing you know you start seeing people dabbling and participating in that side of the community which is equally as important yeah so a question to all of you do you think it's important that your community grows and grows and you try to please everybody or is there a point where you say actually we now have a nice community people can dip in and out um but it's it's a it's a good size where we can be supported where we do get to know each other um and and turn up regularly what does it matter how big a community is Raquel um i would say that like you would say off the bat no it doesn't matter right like quality over quantity but i think it just sort of happens it's like organic like if a community is strong and there's quality it's going to grow it's just because it's attractive and as humans we're attracted to that we want to be a part of that especially if it's around a topic that we all love or that we're interested in yeah our community the size i would say not so much matters because i will take care of itself you know it's really 
our, our values or where we are, we're taking the community, how welcoming and warm it is. Yeah. Was that all the question? <laughs> yeah. And, and well, I'll follow up on actually on, the, on what David said as well as the, the different topics. And even if you're not an expert on it, I, I personally have been there as well. Something that I've, I've had no idea about. And then maybe six months, maybe one, even two years later, I get back to it. I think, hang on a second. I remember this. I've heard about this. I've learned about this. So I think having allowing of you know giving people the opportunities to join in, even if they if it goes right over their head, can be a good thing for for them for later down the line for sure. And also seeing that there are volunteers helping in your community, and and they might take a back seat, and they might take a back seat for the next ten twenty sessions, but at some point they say. I know this stuff, I can help, I can volunteer, and then suddenly they come forward. So, yeah, the community, I think, aspect, having a small, vibrant, inclusive community, but that there's always that core, isn't it, in, in, in the middle. And But for working on that is, is not easy. That That's my own personal uh, experience, whether this is for a physical meetup or for a you know even a, a digital one as well. Yeah. I think, too, if anything too big, it could be a, pos- pos- uh, a problem, I guess. Like yeah. at some point, a community would get to the point where it no longer has that like vibe and feeling that you want a good quality community. And if that is the case, if that ever is the case, then it's usually, okay, now we need to break it up. We need to like have a silo, like in a good sense of silo, like, you know, marketing, beginner, advanced, you know, things like yeah. that. I mean, and we know like our the WordPress Arizona group has like almost 3,000 members right but like each individual group whether it was five or three meeting that month might have 15 to 30 people show up so and that really is where that core group is that core community is so yeah it at some point yeah too big i think would be a problem but yeah most i mean i don't know any of us got to ever too many to the point where we're like what are we doing we're doing something too good here you know, we we have started pondering the other side of things is how do you how do you grow the community towards a younger population, people that are just now mm. uh, that that are mm-hmm. approaching WordPress because that's their career move and that's where they want to go. And sometimes those people just, you know, I think a lot of meetups people just have that one question they've been sitting on for the past two days and they see oh there's a meetup let me go in there and ask that one question. And um, the moment that I hear somebody coming on there and I I, I, I see them asking about how to get. Uh, Twitch or TikTok embedded into a WordPress thing. I'm like, all right, the next generation is here, you know. And but we want to encourage more of that right now. Um, I have not experienced this overwhelming, explosive growth. Uh, you can dream, you can hope, and then segment things off, like Raquel is saying. But, yeah. Um, right now, right now, let's get diversity in there. Uh, let's get more people who know about accessibility, people who are actually, uh, uh, you know, deaf or actually blind to participate in the community. Um, is how we're currently thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Maya, what's your experience on, on building a community, hearing, you know, various different versions? I mean, Vajan seems to have a luxury problem. They have so many people turn up, they can they can split it up all sorts of <laughs> smaller topics, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, I can borrow some people from Vajan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing is, I mean, I think there is, um, we need to make a slight um, differentiation between the community that we build in a physical events and communities that we build online. And I'll just give you a pure example, and I hope David will not mind that I will mention him. So I've seen David so far, I think, in more than 20 meetups. I'm sure. Okay. But David and I, we never talked 
like directly to each other whenever God introduced. So if I'm in a physical event and I saw him, I would probably say, hi, my name is whatever. We will become friends, talk, expand our relationships, not understand each other much in a much better way. When you have online events, I mean, virtual events, it really takes Although it's so accessible, but at the same time, it really takes time to meet somebody, to understand somebody, what they are. And understanding the community that, I mean, when you go to a physical meetup, you, I mean, usually after there is a, uh, like you go to a bar and we have a drink and then we discuss stuff and we have fun. So we get to know each other, this other inner personal side of us, you know, and then somehow we get closer to, to each other. But with virtual events, you actually don't know anyone. And with just one click of a button, you're out of the group and nobody knows that you even were there and nobody will notice what happened to you, you know? So building online and uh, and regular communities are, I think, two totally separated processes where online, I think it's much harder to maintain the presence and to keep up with all the, I wouldn't say competitors, but uh, to keep up with all the possibilities that are perhaps in a local language. We do it in English, but maybe somebody wants to, to, wants to learn in their own language. So there could be a language barrier. There is also a geographical barrier, right? And uh, I think it's... Um, I think it's, I mean, I cannot say it's hard to build a community. If you do something from your own heart, people will recognize it. I mean, this genuine intention in delivering goods, in working to, to help other people to do better. I mean, people see that. But still, it is, I mean, you are away from your community, I would say, one click of a button when it comes to virtual I don't know what other people think, but that's at least, and also, you could be away for good from them with one click of a button. But Maya, Maya, you and I will meet one day, Maya, will we? WordCamp Europe, June 2022 in Portugal. I'm going to see you there. I'm going to see you in Portugal. All right. This is going to be the third time that I'm going to go the first time to Portugal. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing with uh, Maya. So um, we do it on a weekly basis. And I, I do try my best to get everybody to come on. I have a couple of questions. And, you know, one of the things is introduce yourself. Do you have a, a question about WooCommerce? Is there something you can help or contribute? And there's always this bonus question of, you know, yesterday we asked, what's your favorite cake? But it could be, what's the, you know, film you would you need to watch? Or where would you, uh, you know, if there's another lockdown, which country would you rather be? And those sort of things, you know. And, The, the, these questions asking to a lot of the regular attendees, you get to know them quite well. And Maya, I, I'm not even sure if we actually have ever met, but I have a feeling we've we've been friends for quite a few years. So, you know, totally, WorldCamp Europe, big hug. It's like, ah, oh, it's been a long time. Well, we might have never have met. So, yeah, that, there's a really good way of, of bringing that online, sorry, the physical online, and then hopefully um, continue the physical way as well. Yeah, my point was my, my point was that uh, maintaining online relationships with community, it there are platforms that enable us to do that, but the actual how to say maintaining uh, the, the the relationship with each of them personally, it's very hard. First of all, because you might have a community of three thousand people, not even if you have a meetup, you wouldn't be able to handle this, right? Or to create a so you do have the tools 
But somehow it takes really a lot of time to do that and to bring any, everyone closer. Because as I said, I met David, I'm sure, for more than 20 times, but we never spoke directly. We're both not shy, but somehow the circumstances of uh, virtual meetups do not give you this pleasure of let's say, privacy to really chat with someone and say, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able just to send a note to David say, hi, David, I really like your sweater. Could we talk later after we finish with this meetup, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So kind of like uh, it, uh, I mean, uh, online uh, presence and online communities have their own uh, pros and cons, just like maintaining a community in a physical way, in, in physical events. So, I, there are, I mean, there are arguments on both sides, but luckily the most important argument is that if we share knowledge and if we share uh, like uh, something that people can actually uh, benefit from, I'm sure we will be able to, to gather more people who would be interested to, to succeed. Sorry, I talked too much. Thank you. <laughs> um, Alicia, I made a good comment about um, maybe during, um, in the middle of the meet- meetup, we could have a 50-minute break and a folks can go into breakout room. It is something we have experimented with at the start of the meetup. And I know some uh, meetups uh, use um, a Zoom before the meetup and then there's sort of a um, StreamYard presentation. And at at the end of the um, meetup, there's another Zoom session where people can dip in and out and actually speak to each other, maybe with breakout rooms. Um, does any of you have a experience in using, you know, a combination of online tools to um, engage with the attendees a bit more? Yeah, you know, I have actually been to that uh, group that Alicia was talking about, the South uh, Central Coast WordPress Adventure Group. And it's, you know, when you get 25 people in a Zoom session, it starts becoming a little difficult uh, to make any kind of personal connections. So um, in her case, you know, you break people out into these rooms and you have a beginner's room, you have a room about, uh, you know, forms and emails, you have another room and people tend to introduce themselves in these smaller formats. It's a, it's a good thing. Uh, it does take a moderator to do a lot of clicking around as they're watching the screen, <laughs> yeah. as they're paying attention. You know, you have to have that skill set. But I think most of the people who have done this here and the people who are watching have probably already built that skill to do those kinds of meetups. I must admit, I couldn't do it without Lisa to uh, to click away on Zoom and create all these <laughs> breakout rooms. But yeah, it's uh, it is possible. Um, my sort of last question, I think, for all of you is the future and the future of online meetups. And Raquel touched on it uh, in the beginning, but the, the 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 future of online meetups and will have a place in um, hopefully soon back to to physical meetups. Will you will you, will you carry on? You know, what, what is it for you? Um, Pachan, if I can start with you. Uh, yes, so as I have been saying that for us, physical have worked the best. The maximum comments we still get is that when will the physical or in-person meetup start? Uh, so we would definitely like that. But uh, in this uh, conversation itself, I've realized that the virtual also has a lot of potential. It's just we need to figure out the right way to do it or maybe reach out in the right way. Uh, because the hybrid model can work better because it would answer questions for many more people and the physical or in-presence would enhance that relation or enhance that uh, process of knowing and knowledge sharing, you know, because uh, rightly said, uh, maybe a typing of a question versus actually asking a question in presence to someone gives you a more elaborate answer. Because maybe it could be, uh, you know, uh, fatigue of typing or laziness of typing 
but then giving a actual uh, verbal answer whether it be via uh, you know the same thing over video is different and the same thing in presence is very different so i personally of course the community will be more of uh, through the experience and the as i said so there are many the other co organizers will actually figure out better ways of doing things maybe and that's where it will decide but a hybrid sounds to be better but even in the hybrid i think so uh, the mumbai community prefers more in presence so it would be like a weightage would be different physical having more weightage and the virtual having a little less weightage than the brilliant um Raquel, you experimented, or not experimented, you're using um, speakers from um, location. Can you, or have you already done that using that format, sort of a digital, while um, being in a physical meter? Yes, yeah, we've um, brought in several people to speak virtually before all of this several times. Um, we're just more like... Con, you know, we want to continue to create good content. So not to like, I know I say all the time, like community is most important, which I think it is, but that doesn't mean we completely neglect content. content. So yeah, we brought in like several well-known speakers um, around like the WordPress world or Woo world and, and bring them in all the time. Um, it definitely, uh, uh, virtual in itself, it's, I mean, I look at it, it's like a supplement, right? Like it's, it's, it's a blessing. Like we're glad we get to have it. I mean, it, it I mean, wouldn't we all agree it was better to have the pandemic now than maybe like, I don't know, in the 80s or 90s, like, you know, like because of like technology and how connected we're able to be. But it's just a little, I think, on the anemic side. So to Maya's point, like you can create these um, relationships. Like you, you, Maya and David have seen each other 20 times or Ronald, you've seen Maya too. It's like, and so you start to see each other. And so then when you do physically see each other, you're like, oh my gosh, like we see each other a lot. In person though, it's more of a like, I think it happens faster. So, you know, it, it, and the opportunity for that vibe to happen and that connection is, can be a lot sooner. It does not take away that virtual won't go there. So being able to have the tools of virtual, I think is just the idea. It's like, like, how can we leverage it? How can we continue to use it? So going forward? Yeah, definitely into the future. I, I mean, to Vachan's point in person, I think we all agree is better. <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely, we love it, but but there are definitely some who, for their reasons, do not prefer in person. And so having to be able to, like, now we're all going to figure this out. Like, how I, I think I see the biggest problem is not just how do we have the in-person and still include a virtual component. It's how do we not neglect the virtual component when we're doing the in-person? So because that vibe's going in, I know at the beginning we're going to be like crying and you know, hugging each other and just like maybe not even talking or having the presentation because we're just going to be talking <laughs> the whole time. But how do you still include that with the virtual side? Like who's watching virtually and how do we make sure that they're getting their questions in? So, and, and, and even to what David was saying about that person in the background or like, you know, Bob is for us right now doing all the clicking and all that, it's going to probably take maybe more volunteers you know, or a volunteer of someone who is there just to take care of that virtual side of things to make sure we're including them. Because that's what we don't want to do. We don't want to miss out. We still want to see their faces, even if it is virtual, and then see us. So that, I think, going forward is going to be both for sure. It's that's going to be talent, yeah. Yes. For sure. Um, David? Um, well, I have nothing to add to that. That was amazing, amazing, you know, yeah. But um, do you think um, these sort of online help desks, maybe, you know, even if they run on the, in the background when there's something happening, do you think that that could work? 
people manning these yeah help desk yeah we've been talking about that you know the the equivalent at word camps are this little birds of a feather you know where we we separate into little sections and, and start having discussions there so for us and i think for a lot of other meetups uh we're going to keep that help desk virtually 100 we're, we're going to encourage q a sessions at our live uh you know the in the in-person meetups um, and um, but the help desks are going to be staying a hundred percent online. Yeah, Maya. Very briefly, I really like what you guys said, and I totally agree. I just think um, that we, as the meetup organizers, uh, I still didn't quite understand what the hybrid means. That for the same event, we're going to have online and physical because for people who can who are afraid to come, I mean, it's all about inclusivity, right? So it's, there are some people who don't want to like share the room with or are afraid for their health or something. So I think that our job as event organizers is going to be more increasing, right? Because then you would have to have both online and physical event. Uh, you know, for in order to cater to the right audience, right? To 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 provide the best and to utilize the speaker and the topic and the time and the frame and everything, you know. So, but I also know that uh, at the same time, uh, at some point, it will the crowd itself, the attendees itself, will distinguish whether they would want to go more for the physical or only for the online events. So, I think it will not be our call but it will be actually the call of the beneficiaries, right? Who will tell us what they prefer more. Surely, even if it's a physical meetup, I know I'm going to have it recorded because I see the value of sharing the material and content for people who didn't have time to make it or to respect their time as well. That's, that's really nice. Um, really quick, um, in a couple of words, if you can. So we're all volunteers, and if we, we might get paid to run some of the meetups, I'm pretty sure you know the thinking about our community doesn't stop when uh, your time or work time stops. So I think we, we all care a great deal. So um, what did you? So in a few words, what did you get out of it? Maybe it's one big thing, whether it's a job or just great satisfaction. Maybe some friendship. You know, what, what, what are the, the nice things you've got out of uh, organizing a, a meetup? Um, Vajan, if I can start with you. So as I earlier also mentioned, one of the biggest uh, returns I got was I got a business partner. So I met my business partner in, my, in one of the meetups. So I have been running a web agency since 18 years. It has always been uh, remote working. But recently, uh, seven, eight years back, we started a physical uh, uh, office and then we wanted to uh, recruit people and start uh, in-house like a uh, in-office thing and that was a very close time when we were having these wordpress meetups and woocommerce as i said in 2015 we started and so the enthusiasm and everything so as i said one is you you are making amazing friends with uh, who have a common interest you know so it's like you don't have to find friends it's like you all they, they have come to the uh, event because you have common interest one thing yeah second thing uh and these regular meetups make it like i am a person who does not before the pandemic also would not go out much but these meetups were something which made me you know step out and go out and meet people and regularly meeting these people actually became a friends uh, so close friends so i i met a lot of my current friends through meetups itself and specifically WordPress and WooCommerce meetups. And that's one thing. And of course, sharing of knowledge, you know, like not only telling people, but even learning from people. 
like even at times i have had such questions from noobs that made me curious is it even possible develop something based on that so a few of my in house products have come through discussions within meetups you know like i've built products which people needed and didn't have them and were possible with woo or wordpress but no one made them because probably didn't think of it so kind of even product ideas have come from that so i've, I've i have learned and uh, you know benefited immensely from these that's lovely to hear um david for me by far um knowing that somebody comes in and does a little screen sharing in zoom during our help desk sessions and walks away with uh, problems being resolved at the end and um and and just knowing that yeah, i feel like an, another happy customer kind of thing yeah. and then a couple of moments later you hear from somebody else saying i didn't know that that was the way you do things thank you for all these different people solving things and uh, so that gratification just seeing people being satisfied but also friendships um even with the virtual friendships um i have a a group of friends now that have come out of it and we're literally having a uh saturday evening chocolate tasting uh, we all arranged to have amazon.com ship us individual chocolates and we're going to sit down and we're going to break into chocolates and we're going to compare and sample and taste it just as friends so um and that's something that that i never would have imagined having virtually in person yeah. yes or virtually so um wow. yeah new friendships not facebook friends either but real friends so uh, yeah 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 raquel uh, 100% um trusted relationships and uh, human connection to help change this world like that's 100% everything i'm i'm on a mission to change this world and all these connections are just helping with that so pretty nice maya what uh, this experience actually showed me is first of all that everything is possible uh so i learned a lot and um through talks of other people i understood the pains of other and what actually i should uh, consider when thinking about certain things and second of all i think i created a, a network of people all over the world now uh, friends that i can count on and that i can ask questions or for instance in brazil like I, where do i get a translator for something like it to to portuguese so i'm really happy i mean i think it's the the human that it's behind the value of all of the values that we get so and that's uh, that's really something that i really like to know nice oh lovely lovely um um if i can add my own personal story so I met um so I went to the local Birmingham meetup and I met a few a few friends actually we we came regularly and then started sharing an office and from the office started various projects and eventually it all started with going to that first meetup it's how I ended up working for years and you know having this this fantastic job as well so you can all trace it back to that one meetup just rocking up not not sure what to expect probably most likely a a subject that went right over my head <laughs> and then uh, years later speaking about it so you know it's it's so nice to see what meetups and actually wordpress what what value it has added to all our lives you know whether we volunteer or um give back to the community friendships uh, just the satisfaction of helping somebody it's just fantastic I think that's it for uh, for this week's um Dudubu meetup. Um thank you everybody for contributing, sharing your experiences. I really could talk for many more hours to all of you and hopefully we'll get to meet each other very soon as well uh at at the word camp, maybe EU, um hopefully anywhere. Yeah. So thank thank you for me. Have a great day or evening or night wherever you are. Um 
hope to see you all soon again. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Uh, see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Bob WP here. Well, that was cool hearing from Woo Meetup organizers from around the world. Now, before we head out, one more time, I'd like to thank MindSize, your partner to bring the best in site performance audits to their Woo stores. Head on over to MindSize.com to learn more and Foo Sales and their newest support for the Square Terminal device to help your clients with their on-location sales. Just visit FooSales.com. That's it. Thanks for joining us and keep on top of all that is WooCommerce over on dothewoo.io slash subscribe. Until the next time, keep on doing the woo.